So welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another episode of The Daily Fortune, and this is your morning inspiration. So y'all, I want to welcome y'all over to this episode. Just uh, thank you all for those who join us out here on Periscope, those of you joining us live there on Facebook. Hey, welcome. Welcome to the broadcast. And if you haven't done so already, uh, if you're catching this on the replay, go ahead and swipe left, swipe right, spin around a circle, whatever you got to do to go ahead and share this message with someone else who needs to hear it today. Sharing is caring. What's up, Nick? How you doing out there? So uh, today uh, we're going to be talking about how to cleanse your mindset. And just for those of you who don't know who I am, who are joining this, uh, joining this for the first time, my name is D. Arlando Fortune. I am an inspirational speaker. I'm an author and I am a high performance coach. Yes, I focus on helping entre uh, entrepreneurs to reboot and rebuild their lives, to start over after making some major life mistakes. You got people that are that are trying to do things in their life and they feel like they are in a stuck in a certain point in their life. And they're trying to get over that hump or reboot, the, uh, restart a business they've, they've been working on. There's some simple processes, personal development and productivity in particular, that'll help you all get, uh, get your life back together. I know the routes. I've been there, done that. I got the scars and everything else to go along with that. But that's not what we're talking about today. We'll get more on that in the end. But right now, we're focused on uh, five ways to cleanse your mindset. And yes, we're going to be talking about how flossing can turn your life and your business around. And that is no joke. Y'all, I'm going to talk a little discussion here about, we're going to talk about some handwriting analysis. Um, yeah, we're going to be talking about um, flossing, of course. And then we're going to finally get into what it means to have a, do some mental bathing. Yes, I, I put the term mental bathing. I don't know if anybody else calls it that, but we're going to call it mental bathing for the purposes of this broadcast, right? Mental bathing. So uh, let's start off with this, y'all. The promise here today is that uh, daily mental washing or daily mental bathing is like flossing. You don't really want to do it, but it makes a major impact. <laughs> you don't really want to do it, but it makes a major impact. So let's start off with this question. Do you ever practice signing your name? Do you ever practice signing your name? You see, <laughs> W. Clement Stone has a book called The Success System That Never Fails. And in there, he has this quote called, says, success can be reduced to a formula. And failure can be reduced to a formula. Two, apply the one and avoid the other. Think for yourself. Now, that's the premise for what we're talking about today. Because in, in that book, he starts talking, he also talks about how he got the name, uh, he started using the name W. Clement Stone. And if y'all of you know, of course, I go by D. Orlando Fortune. Now, the reason why he went by W. Clement Stone is because when you start looking at W. Stone or C. Stone um, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the books, uh, excuse me, online, looking for that name or whatnot, as we do it now, it would be online, right? You get all these listings of it, right? For in the phone book for him, it would be all these listings for it. So he had to differentiate himself by putting W. Clement Stone. And I particular like to wanted to differentiate myself from my father, Dwight Fortune, who has his own success record. I needed to separate myself from him, right? <laughs> Those of you who have the same names as your fathers, 
or grandfathers know what I'm talking about. You want to establish your own name. Um, so that started with D. Orlando Fortune. But that also meant that I needed to start re-signing my name again. I had to learn how to sign my name in a different way. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I started doing this a long time ago. And I'm talking about like in, high, in college, in high, in a college and then my first job outside of college. I would spend an hour or so, if not longer, just practicing my name. Now, some of y'all might think that that's kind of like uh, narcissistic or uh, egotistical or something like that. But it, it wasn't really that. It was about me thinking that eventually... Eventually, people were going to know me. I knew I was going to write a book at some time. I knew I was going to be signing my name, on autograph, autographing my name in places. And I wanted to be able to have a signature that's representative of someone uh, of, my, of that stature, right? So I would practice, literally practice my name. Not only that, but I also found, I, I, did, I learned, did some handwriting analysis. I, I got sucked into some little ad somewhere, right? I don't remember where it was, but I got this little ad, and, they, they, and I sent away for the little brochure, uh, and I got this little pamphlet. It talked about handwriting, and handwriting analysis and how you could use handwriting analysis to actually make a side income, right? But I came with these little cards, and the cards had all these different, uh, like the way shapes of different letters and what different things mean, meant when you're doing some handwriting analysis, and it basically taught you some basics of handwriting analysis so you could actually do some. I, I would have fun doing this like at um, restaurants. I'd ask people to write out certain phrases and then I would tell them about themselves. I would tell them about themselves based on their handwriting. See, even in the courts of law, your handwriting analysis is an accepted form of evidence. They can tell you uh, about your personality from your handwriting. So just by working on my handwriting and writing and using certain ways and uh, putting my letters on there and um, putting the first letter of my name much bigger than my, the rest of my name, all those things may help me to change my personality about myself. I was systematically changing who I was. You see, you're the name, and think about this, y'all, the name that you, that, that you represent you, the name that you go by, whether that's a nickname, you're calling yourself Hoss, <laughs> whatever it is that you're calling yourself, uh, that name is representative of you. But so is your signature. Uh, and the handwriting, that you, the, the handwriting that goes along with your signature is representative of you too, also. It tells a lot about you. Not so much that person comes in and says, oh, you're just a sloppy person, but I can come in and look at your handwriting and learn about who you are and how you feel about yourself just by your handwriting. So it's like, that's what the research shows. Proven research shows that I can tell about you about your handwriting. So just focusing on changing your handwriting, the way you sign your name. What's up, Mr. Uh, Barry? Uh, just by changing how you're writing your name, being more intentional about how you sign your name. And I'm not talking about, I'm not saying every time you sign your name, you focus on doing certain things. I'm saying take the time to find out what certain letters and how you should be signing your name in a certain way that signifies uh, to elevate you as your your personality, it changes uh, your how you believe about yourself. So taking the time to do that stuff uh, will help you in the long run. Now, what does this have to do with anything else? We're we're talking about again, getting doing some mental washing. We're talking. I'm I'm talking about some personal development right here. 
And it's all leading into this whole mental washing aspect. That if I'm working on something as simple as my handwriting, which is an external action, something that people, other people see, things that I'm doing outside, it also is a, represent- a representation of who I am on the inside. And this, pro- and this idea of mental bathing is about cleansing yourself on the inside so that what you, what you project in their behavior on the outside is representative of who that person is, right? So yesterday we talked about, uh, yesterday I did a, about an hour-long broadcast uh, on Facebook and Periscope uh, on live stream that I focused on creating an environment that's conducive to free-flowing energy to increase your pro- uh, productivity in your workplace, right? So by creating a, a work environment that's more conducive to free-flowing energy, it actually increases your productivity. So I talked about about cleaning up your environment. And so I, I discussed on there that I was going to come back on here today and talk about cleaning your in your mental environment. And the idea came from mental bathing. So my question to you now is, what actions do you take to create a good inner you so that you so what you do is a representation of who you truly are? See, all your actions, your behaviors, the way your appearance, the things that you have, how you interact with people, the things that you say, uh, the ideas that you are working on, the products that you're delivering to bring into the market, the services that you provide to the market are all representations of who you are, what you believe you are, and how you deliver those and the way you show up in your life is a representation of what you are on the inside. So if you start working on the inside, of course, we start changing the manifestations in your life and how you show up in your life. So B.J. Fogg, B.J. Fogg is a, a renowned uh, psychologist out of Stanford University. And you guys can go check out his, his TED Talk uh, on t- or using small habits to make big changes in your life. And what he talked about in, in, the, in the talk, uh, in the TED Talk, is that you can start making some major changes and create some major habits in your life, but you need to focus focus on small goals, right? Small habits, excuse me, to create those bigger goals. So what he says is you define what thing that you want to change, right? That's number one. Step one is define what it is that you want to change. <clears throat> Step number two is uh, to, def- to define what the habit is you're going to do. What habit are you going to start creating to make that change? All right. And number three is and not only define what habit it is going to make. Number two is not only make the decision of what habits you're going to create to hit that goal or make that change in your life, but also define the smallest piece that you can do right now to start creating that habit. Right. Because we're talking about creating a habit. And number three is to find a trigger for that habit. So he used the idea of going and he wanted to start flossing his teeth that he had found out his dentist told him. Of course, that flossing is a great way to save your teeth. I remember hearing from one of my uh, my mentors, Zig Ziglar. He says, "The only floss the teeth that you want to keep." <laughs> That's a good idea, right? Only floss the teeth that you want to keep. So uh, he said, "B.J. Fogg, his dentist told him he to floss it, start flossing his teeth, and he's always forgetting." So what he did, he's like, I want to create this habit of flossing my teeth. I want to keep my teeth as the goal. I want to start flossing my teeth as number two is the habit. And the smallest thing you could do is to floss one tooth. Literally, I'm saying floss one 
tooth. That was, this, that was the, uh, the starting point of his uh, habit of flossing his teeth. And the third thing, he had to find a trigger for it. What was going to make him start flossing that one tooth? And what he said was, if, he uses, he uses a st simple statement, if this, then that. So it's, if I brush my teeth, then I will floss one tooth, right? So he completes that statement, you do the same thing. You guys use that same strategy in creating your habits, right? So here's what happened. He eventually, when he, when he started brushing his teeth the next morning, after he finished putting the toothbrush up, he took out the, the dental floss because it was already laying out there next to it, uh, laying on the counter, and he flossed one tooth. Now, many of y'all know, if you start flossing one tooth, you're probably going to continue flossing your teeth, right? You're not just going to floss that one tooth. But just the, the thing is, if you're running out of time, you're late or behind or whatever it is, flossing that one tooth, it still keeps you in the habit of flossing your teeth. Uh, and eventually, you start doing it re re repeatedly, uh, you create that habit, right? So what does this have to do anything with, uh, with the whole mental bathing? What it has to do is this, is that when we get into these five ways of, uh, of cleansing your mindset, of doing this mental bathing, it's going to seem like I don't know if I can do that stuff. I don't know if I can really get into the, the techniques that it will take to do these things. But I'm not asking you to be perfect about any of this. What I ask is that you start off with the one tooth, all right? Start off with one small idea, one small piece of each of these. And start implementing it into your life. And it could be something as simple as one moving to the other, to the next one, to the next one. So if you can do all five of these things, you can do them all in a small time period in the beginning. We're talking about, uh, let me get into the ideas first. And I'll, and I'll break down what the small idea is for each of these. So uh, well, those of you who are joining us here a little late here, go ahead and share the broadcast there. But also understand that uh, what we're talking about today is changing your habits. And if you're looking for someone to help you start changing these habits, start achieving some of those goals in your life, you can go to bit.ly slash 30 with fortune. <laughs> awesome, awesome. That's awesome, Tong. Uh, bit.ly slash 30 with fortune. Tong says her, her son is uh, out here actually watching her today, so I'm glad he's out there, and I'm trying to do my best. I got to put on my, matter of fact, we're about to go into professor mode. We're about to go into superhero mode and get, actually provide this content, so time for the professor. We're putting on the glasses. The glasses are on. It's time to really get serious and provide that, 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 that mind-bending, that transformational content that you came on here for. So let's get into this. Again, number one is wash your thinking. Wash your thinking. Again, we're talking about taking a mental bath daily, taking a daily mental bath, right? So number one is to wash your thinking. So how, uh, Tong is going to be the number three zero with fortune. I'm sorry. Thank you for the, put, posting that though. It's three zero with fortune. Uh, the numeral is three and zero. Uh, but the, when we get into what is washing, washing your thinking, now, washing your thinking means every day you need to, you got to take some time to think to think about what you're thinking about. Okay, think about what you're thinking about, and how do you think about what you're thinking about? It's called journaling. Right? It's called journaling. So you start writing down those thoughts and ideas that come to you. 
those repetitive thoughts, those negative thoughts, you're able to write them down and so you can work on them. Why, is, why am I to keep thinking this crazy thought? Why do I keep allowing some of my past uh, thinking habits to continue to resurface? And the reason why they do is because you're not doing any washing of your thinking on a daily basis. You see, the more that you continue to do this, the easier it, it becomes to catch yourself when you're thinking a certain way and to stop it right then. So what is it, something small? I promise I'll give you something small to do on that. Something small to do about uh, uh, of washing your thinking. Here's something small to do. Just mark in a little journal when you do it. You may have a negative thought. That's it. You don't have to go really in-depth into what the thought was. Just put a little check mark. A little tick mark somewhere. Have a little piece of paper whatnot, in your journal whatnot. Just a little check mark. Right? Very simple. That's a, that's a small activity. You're not doing anything more, but you're starting to become more aware of when you're thinking is changing or you having that negative thought while you're sitting there at your desk knowing you're, it's time for you to make that phone call that you need to make for your business or that, phone, that important phone call to that significant other that, uh, that needs to ha- that conversation that you need to have with them that's imperative for your relationship and you get that thought, it's like, I can't do this. That's a check mark. That's it. One little tick, one little tick, right? And you can have that at the end of the day, you have so many ticks. That's fine. Eventually, you find out just by doing that small thing Here's the thing. If I have a negative thought, then I mark it in my I mark it in my journal. What you'll find out is over the course of time, you eventually get tired of having 30, 40 tick marks in your in your uh, journal at the end of the day, and you'll start focusing more on what you're doing and how you're talking to yourself, and you'll start getting down to 20. <laughs> Absolutely. That is it. That is it, Song Diva. Uh, you're gonna you make the little tick in your journal. And eventually you're going to start seeing those numbers go from 30 and 40 or whatever high they are. Some people go way more than that. But eventually you're going to start seeing them shrinking just by thinking about it. Being aware of excuse, being aware of what you're thinking. Then you can move on and gradually move into thinking, writing those thought, thoughts out so you can work on them and change those things. Proactively change those thoughts as they come up. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I see you tick, tick, boom. All right. So number two. That's, a cue. That's my cue for number two, Tom. <laughs> number two is to wash your words. Wash your words. Yes. Now, the first one was just thought, the thinking that goes on, the negative, th- the negative thoughts that come up. But when we talk about washing your words, I'm talking about the things that you actually say aloud. There's times, there's people, plenty, of, uh, plenty of you who are on here who say to yourself stuff like, that was stupid, I'm so dumb. Uh, you, those are thoughts that, those are words that you need to erase from your vocabulary. You're no longer calling yourself, no longer you calling yourself degrading, uh, deflating, using those deflating words. Another simple phrase is such as, I can't. I'm not good enough. When you say those things aloud. Even if you're talking to someone else, you got to get in the habit of not even saying it to someone else. Same thing affects you. Yeah, bit.ly slash three zero with fortune. That is so when even if you're saying those, saying those words to someone else, it's something you need to stop. 
because if you're looking at someone else through that same lens, you're also analyzing yourself through that lens. We start looking for the good in other, in other people. We start seeing the good in other people, and we start seeing it in ourselves also. So washing your word, simple thing to start changing that. So what's the simple thing to start changing your words? Simple thing to start changing the words. There is something that you guys, you know, you say to yourself often. It's a word that you say aloud. It might be a curse word. It might be whatever it is. Every time you're going to do that, every time you do that, you're going to put a tick mark. Do y'all notice this? Are, you, are we seeing a pattern? <laughs> are you seeing a pattern? The words that you're watching for the day. So your word of the day for me, uh, every once in a while, I get carried away with my damnits. <laughs> so, and I got a three-year-old, so I got to watch myself saying damn it before she starts saying, saying herself. So that would be something like my word of the day is damn it. I need to stop saying it. So every time I say the word damn it, I'm going to put a tick mark in my journal. I'm just tracking it. Something simple. Something really simple. I'm not necessarily going to do a whole lot more with it, but eventually I can start changing my words even more outside of that. But I don't have to worry about that right now. I'm only worrying about being more aware of it and starting with a small, simple thing that I can do anytime. Right? Tick mark for that. Number three, wash your behavior. Now, some of y'all might think, well, what is my behavior? If we're talking about the inner game, how is my behavior changing my inner game? It's very simple. Everything that you're doing on the outside affects how you feel on the inside. So I want to affect my inner self. I also change my behavior in the moment. So instead of, instead of me, <laughs> listen to the positive professor, <laughs> thank you for that talk. So uh, instead of, uh, so when you start doing that certain behavior that you people you think about you're doing, some of you get really frustrated really easily and you start throwing stuff. You start acting out, slamming stuff, slamming phones, raising your voice, screaming at people, all those types of things. Some of you go out and start using some type of drug or alcohol or, or whatever it is. Some of you start going out and excuse me, start going shopping, start gambling, something to try to make you feel better in that moment. That is, is exactly what I'm talking about. Those behaviors are changing how you feel on the inside. So when I stop doing those behaviors, when I catch myself from doing those behaviors, yes, addiction triggers is basically one, is one phrase, one way of looking at it. But uh, doing, when I stop doing those activities, I start changing who I'm on the inside because I now have to start finding different ways of dealing with life on life as life happens, right? So instead of me, uh, one simple way of doing that is those, every moment I go to fly off the trigger, five, four, three, two, one, change. Five, four, three, two, one, change. And it's as simple as that, y'all. It don't have to. You don't have to get real big about it. Have have a list, so you can have. You can do this. It's something you may do first for your behaviors. Have a list of five to ten things that you're gonna do instead of. Okay, so that would be. Uh, these are these are activities that, like for myself, uh, when I was trying to work on uh, getting away from addiction and drugs and so forth, getting away from that. When I had those cravings, instead of me picking up the phone and calling the dope boy, right. So doing those things, I would have a list of things like, all right, I'm going to call a friend, number one. I'm going, or so I'm going to call my sponsor, number one. Uh, I'm going to call my, my, my mother, number two. I, Tong, that's the second time today someone's asked me to speak at youth events. And I will get there once I start getting asked to come there. I'm starting to work on that, but I haven't been able to get into any yet. I'm working on it. That's why I'm going live, spitting this truth. <laughs> Most definitely. 
So number, <laughs> I would do. I'm I would, I'm willing to do them, Tom. I really am. I, I really am willing to do them. Um, youth retreats or whatnot to go and speak, uh, colleges, universities, high schools, whatever. I'm willing to go speak. But um, so number, you're going through this list. So no, number one was like to call my sponsor. Number two was to go for a walk. Number three was to read a book. Four. I mean, I don't remember the exact order, but these are what they were. Uh, number five, uh, four was to watch a good movie. Number five was to. Uh, I think it was to meditate or something like that. But these are like, that's like five of them right off the top. So when I got that craving to go use or do something like that back in the day, I don't really have them anymore because I've already ingrained in my head that I'm going to do other things and God has taken that out of my life. But when I had those cravings, I would go through, I would go down that list. So the same thing would happen for you and those certain behaviors that you're trying to change. Absolutely. Motion changes your emotions. The, words, the word motion is already in the word emotion. You just have an energy in motion. So the energy in your body is in motion. So when I start changing just that little behavior, if I have a list of five things I want to do in a certain instances, then I can go to those things. That's simple, y'all. That's simple. So how do I, I can't, I don't even know if I can break it down any more than that. I don't know if I can break that. It can't get any smaller than that, that habit of uh, uh, making an adjustment to your behavior. Making that adjustment to your behavior changes you on the inside. You start realizing that you're more in control of who you are and how you respond in situations as opposed to reacting the way that you always have. I've had to do the same thing with my daughter because, of course, she tests me. She, she wasn't really bad at terrible twos. Again, I chose to change those words of how it was. I called them her terrific twos because she changed a whole lot in that. I chose not to use the common adage of, tong, uh, of uh, terrible twos. Thanks for sharing the tongue. Uh, um, for terrible twos. I said, if I go into this thinking it's going to be terrible twos, and anything that she does that's similar, any hint of being something I don't like, there goes the terrible twos. And I'm automatically going to treat her like she's acting like a terrible two. But I started, I was I labeled as a terrific twos for myself. But that doesn't mean that she wasn't testing my patience. I can't, she tested my patience. And I would fly off the handle sometimes. I would, right? But so I tried all these different strategies. I would like put her in timeout. I put her in a corner. I, I would, I'd have these talks with her. I, I would take stuff from her. I went through all, <laughs> yes, she was testing me too. It was another, absolutely. But I went through all these different things. And you know what worked in the end of the day? None of them. Not one of them worked every time. <laughs> Right. But I had this list of things that I could go through that actually helped me to show up differently and to be able to respond to her attitudes and her, her testing my patience in those moments so that I, I wouldn't act a fool. <laughs> baby engineer. What is what does baby engineer mean, Tom? <laughs> All right, so moving on to number four. So we, number one is wash your thinking. Two is wash your words. Three is wash your behavior. Number four is wash your emotions. Four is wash your emotions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he ended up tearing up everything. Baby engineer, I get it. Most definitely. But he got to be able to rebuild that stuff too. He's going to be a full-fledged engineer. He got to break it down and build it back up. <laughs> Most definitely. So number four is wash your emotions. Right. Wash your emotions. Now, uh, washing your emotions means that when you start feeling some type of way, you got to be prepared to deal with that stuff. You got to be able to be prepared to deal with that stuff. 
Now, I, I talked about my the behavior and your emotions, are, they kind of work together. That's why I put them together here. So the same thing that comes along with your, with, that you're going to use for emotions, the same thing you're going to, excuse me, the same thing you did for behavior, the same thing you're going to do for emotions. Because some of y'all are going to get to a point and you have a pattern. You can look back over your life uh, over the last couple of months if you've been going through some depression or whatnot, and you'll see a pattern. A certain thing will happen in your life, and you'll start going down that rocky, slippery road uh, back into depression. It doesn't just necessarily happen all the time just like that. It's not an immediate slip back into depression. But over a certain amount of time, you start allowing yourself to fall back into depression because you don't have a coping mechanism that's, uh, that works in that situation when you start feeling some type of way. So the same thing we're using for behavior, a small habit, that little flossing your teeth habit, is to have that list, and you just go to the list. Now, when I say, y'all, that this is, this is how you wash your emotions, all these things, there's deeper levels to making some real lasting change in those moments. But we're not, I'm not focusing on doing those right now. We're focusing on small habits to help you deal with them in the moment. And over, over the time, uh, that, that poker face works a lot, yes, uh, I, I, I'm, I've got good at the poker face. I can, I have several relationships where women have said, I can't ever really read you if you're happy, you're sad or whatnot. Cause I learned to get that way and just, eh, I, I got good at that. But here's the other thing about that. Uh, I'm an emotional person. I'm an emotional being. And I was suppressing a lot of, uh, I got what you say. Okay. With your emotions. I got you. Yes. Yes. You want to be able to start, uh, Taking control of your emotions is just like a poker player will be doing is keeping taking control of your emotions in the moment. Absolutely. Now, I would say again, we're going to use a similar process. Have a, have the same things that cause you uh, the same process you go through of five things that you want to uh, start using when you're starting to feel some type of way. When you're starting to get a little emotional, you still have to have that same process. And understand this: if all five, if you go through all five of your things, your your weight techniques and none of them are working, you probably need to take a break. <laughs> like, there's something major going on. You, you probably need to take a break. You need to go get some alone time, possibly, right, to go work some things out. If it's behavior and if it's emotions, you probably need to go talk to someone that really, some counselor or something like that. If you really can't deal with it yourself, get some help. Don't sit there in your, in your funk and, and allow it to affect every area of your life. Don't do that, right? And I'm not as licensed psychologist or psychiatrist or any of that type of stuff. So don't ask me. <laughs> don't ask me about that. Yes. What, uh, so, yeah, yeah, you definitely, if you need to, if you have something you need to talk to a therapist about, you need to talk to a therapist about it. Don't be holding that stuff in. It causes major problems. So number five is wash. And most importantly for me, most important for me, and I hope it is important for you, is wash your spirits. Wash your spirits. Y'all, there's a simple process of washing your spirit. Of course, you know, I like to believe in prayer. I believe in prayer and meditation, neither one of which is going to help you if you're not serious about doing about doing them and doing them uh, consistently. They will only do only do be a a bandage for that day or for that moment. You want to consistently get get into a habit of consistently meditating, consistently uh, praying. And here's your small movements. Your small habit for creating, getting the habit of praying and meditation to wash in order to wash your spirit. Here it is. Very simple. Go sit somewhere for 10 seconds. Just sit in silence for 10 seconds. That's it. Make a habit of doing that every day. 
and eventually you'll find yourself sitting there for longer and longer in silence until you start learning so you, as you learn the process of praying or learn this process of meditation whichever you choose if not both i recommend both but you get into that process uh, into the habit of just sitting in a chair quietly for 10 seconds that's it you don't have to go into these long 30-minute, two-hour meditations to really get the benefits of meditation. What research shows is you only really need three minutes a day. Three minutes a day gives you so much benefits of what research shows. Three, three minutes of meditation. That's not long, y'all. But you ain't even got to start there. You can start with 10 seconds and work your way up to three minutes. Right? Now, prayer for me, so meditation for, to me is me uh, uh, it's me listening for God's response to me. I'm listening for those voices that tell me what my next step is. I've requested, I requested a, 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 an answer of my, of my, of my spirits. I've requested an answer of my mind and God gives me those answers, helping my spirit guides me to those answers when I meditate, right? I get quiet and just sit there and listen for answers, right? That's me listening. But prayer is me asking, showing my, uh, expressing my gratitude and asking for that help. Right? So I'm asking in prayer and I'm listening for answers in my meditation. So I, I like to do both of them. Right? And some of you don't really understand what prayer is. You don't know how, you don't, you don't, it's got this whole ethereal type thing going along with it. You don't have to worry about that. Prayer doesn't have to be that. You can actually use scientific prayer. I don't care what it is. But y'all better recognize, you better recognize that there's something greater than you out there. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I know what I choose to call it is. But we're not getting to that. That's not what this discussion is for today. We realize that God loves you. And he's giving you the opportunity to talk to him, to communicate with him. And for those of you who learn to listen for his voice, you start getting that guidance. Again, as I said before, God stands for a good, orderly direction. Good, orderly direction. You got to listen, learn to listen for that. And that's what happens in meditation. You can start listening for his voice. Be, be, uh, be still and know that I am here. And you can start hear, noticing that when you actually be still. All right, let's, let's practice this. 10 seconds, all right? 10 seconds, go. That was 10 seconds. You can do that every morning and build up from there. That's it. That was 10 seconds. Some of y'all was freaking out. <laughs> Some of y'all was freaking out for that 10 seconds of quiet. But that's what I'm talking about today, man. That those are the ways of, mental, uh, of ment mentally bathing. Uh, mental bathing is wash your thinking, wash your words, wash your behavior, wash your emotions, and wash your spirit. Now, if you truly want to get into a process and creating a routine, I recommend you do this as part of your morning routine. You have a morning routine to work on this. And if you don't have a morning routine, I'd love to work with you on that to help you get your into a morning routine and how to implement other little habits into your life to help you reboot and rebuild your life. If that sounds like something that you would like to do, you want to learn more about that and all the other pieces of the program of changing your life and that your life transformation. <laughs> yes, when you brush your teeth, it leads into one. Uh, and I'll give you a habit that brings up a good, a good point here. So my, my little triggers that I've given to myself in the morning is very, very simple, right, to help me get up in the morning. When I first wake up from my alarm, I five, four, three, two, one. I take count up to four as an inhale, up to four, and I count back down five, four, three, two, one, and I 
bounce up out of the bed. I seriously like spring up out of bed like somebody, you know, when your mom used to wake you up in the morning, you don't want to go to bed and it's like a third time coming in. She's like, boy, get your butt up out the bed. <laughs> when you jump out the bed real quick, that's how I try to spring out of the bed because just doing that thing, it helps me get started. I come out into the, I come out into my office, my, which I'm in right now, the loft office, and I have a bottle of water right there, right? So I drink the water. It starts getting me started. So if I drink my bottle of water, you know what's next? I go to the bathroom and I brush my teeth, okay? So if I get up, then I, I should say, if I get up, seriously, if I get up, because God didn't guarantee this day. If I get up, then I, I drink some water. The next thing, if I drink some water, then I brush my teeth. The next thing, if I brush my teeth, then I brush my hair. And by the time I've done that, I'm wide awake for the day. I'm wide awake from the day just from doing those activities. So as you move forward into your day, if that sounds like something you would like to have because there's more to this morning routine, you then go to bit.ly slash 30 with fortune. That's bit.ly slash 30withfortune. I'd love to sit down and have a conversation with you, discuss where you are, where you want to be, and how we can start bridging that gap between the two to, to cement your future. Okay, bridge, to create a bridge to your future. So I love y'all. And I I'm, thank you for being on here with me today. Please share this message if you have not done so already. Somebody needs to know about uh, that mental bathing. Somebody needs to make some changes in their life. Thank you for putting that, posting that there, Tom. So with that being said, as I always end, you can be, you can do, you can have anything you want in this world. You just got to believe. And I will show you how. You can live a life of no doubt, just blessings. And if I, if you know what you got to do for me, you know what you got to do for me. Y'all got to say it with me. You got to say it with me. You got to say it with me. Here it is. Make life happen every day. God bless. I love you. And I look forward to talking to you tomorrow because tonight I got some work to do. Got a new book coming out towards the end of this, end of this month on productivity. I got to get back to writing on it. I love y'all. I'll talk to you later.